Hey. Hey, girl. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. First of all, is your phone on silent? My phone is on silent. It's on all right. break. Yeah. Guest, is our phone on silent? Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Oh, okay. Radio personality <laughs> all up in here. So, I'm Laverne Badger. And this is Natalie Hayden. And, and we are, we are get, and we're exposed. Dude, we're exposed. What happened? And, 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 and we, we have a guest. This is our very first guest, so he got me a little shook. Yeah, right? yeah, I understand. I'm I mean, it's more personal for you. I'm a little shook, but we're not going to introduce him yet. I'm not yet. Find out how your week was. Oh, my week is going really good. Um, you know, I feel like we're right at the brink of fall. You know, it's pumpkin spice latte. And I mean, it is sweaters and sweaters and chili and packer parties, Sunday night preparations and And so forth. We haven't, (laughs) you're moving too fast. I said (laughs) the brink of fall. So you have like Halloween. That's how quick it moves in in Wisconsin. That's how quick it moves. Yeah, you share where we at. Yes, we are in the up north of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin to be exact. We want to shout out really briefly um to the republic of france and they have really been showing up and they're tuning in they're listening and we really hope that they're getting some great substance right we're we're international now i guess you can say that we are international podcast say that ish for sure you the ish right now no you the ish you the ish right now hopefully um you know with this week moving forward i'll be leaving the country for a little while I am I taking wish I a break. I had some, some sad music to play. Hold on. I, I might be able to do that for you. Okay. I, might, I might be able to swing that. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'll be back, but I suggest, Negro, you take a break. And yeah. I'm going to ensure that your husband makes that happen. Yeah, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break. I mean, we two peas in a pod, and when one pea is gone, it just don't work. It, it so, feels odd, right? It just It's going to feel odd, and... That's just a long time. Three weeks is a long time. It is. I don't know what I'm going to do. But but I'm happy for you. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. And I have some friends that are like shoving me out the door like, go. Right. You need to leave. Right. Because right now you are like a little stir crazy. And um, But other than that, my week is just really preparing to leave, to relax. How about you? What's going on with your week? I know you had a big weekend. Ooh, Jesus. We just got off the weekend of the second annual Advocates Appreciation. Kudos to you. Thank you. Um, And uh, and the husband, because he always comes through. Um, And the team, and my team, which included you, of course, uh, Lanise McGee, Crystal Reed, Tasha Fields, um, Melissa Edwards, Melissa Edwards, Taffy, Taffy Tony. So shout out to my team because, and of course my husband Richard Badger and all my sponsors. Um, just wanted to make sure. And Leah Holmes, let me not forget. Oh, you, Leah, oh, Leah Holmes. If y'all wasn't there, Leah was. She was fine. She was girl. Hold on, I was like, I'm not gay, but, but if right. I <laughs> swing that. Wait, she was. Leah was too <laughs> was too cute. Um, mm-hmm. Any of you who know Leah, and um, she's cute and uh, smart. So all of my team is extremely beautiful, intelligent, intelligent women. black women. Um, so and Hispanic 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, women. So um, it was it was a hit, and my sponsors came out. Some uh, some wanted to be recognized, and some didn't want to be recognized. So shout out to OVP. Uh, Office of Violence Prevention, but it was an amazing. The stories were amazing. Um, shout out to the advocates who came out and did their thing, and um, and also of course the families. Yes. Um, Carrie uh, Haney and her her husband. Uh, they lost their daughter, and then uh, Teresita Johnson. So they were definitely like the were, highlight yeah. of the evening. Yeah. And- it was it was a sad story, but it was a story that was that needed to be told every day. I feel like you know because yeah. Domestic Violence Awareness Month is this month of October, absolutely. And there was someone who stated that domestic violence awareness should be something that we talk about every day because DV is three sixty five. Yes. I don't know if anyone noticed this, but I was sharing with Laverne earlier today when we was on our way, you know, getting the day started. And I heard so many radio commercials on breast cancer survivors and awareness and nothing on domestic violence. And that is just just really freaking sucks. It really just, it really sucks. And please don't misunderstand that we, that as if we don't support uh, breast cancer. We absolutely do. But uh, we want to try to build that same momentum to bring awareness and actually raise money for education to end domestic abuse and to allow for some support uh, for these women and men to get out of their situations. And so, you know, we're going to continue to strive and do our thing. There's some work to and do. There's some definitely some work to do. And hopefully we'll find that millionaire who wants to put pour into us and um and take DV to the next level. Yeah, so that was a, a an awareness piece on my end that we just have to keep doing what we're doing. Yes. So um today's topic <laughs> woo, 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 today's topic y'all <sighs> him surviving her him surviving mm. her what do we think that's about him surviving her well Hence shall we guest. shall we introduce the great husband of all times to Laverne Badger the MVP <laughs> of my life the MVP of her life and who has been um referenced so, many times yes. on our podcast mm-hmm. we finally got him here and so I welcome you, husband, Mr. Richard Badger. I feel so honored to be the first guest to expose the podcast. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. We want to say that, for one, you are a survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed I am. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is, he's definitely, um, he's definitely a survivor, but I didn't, we, you know, let's talk about what what that what, what that means really means that. yes so we just want to start having a conversation about uh dating so dating a survivor of abuse is a unique situation it's um it's unique in the way of there's no book no pamphlet that tells no you how to date you know you have all these little cosmos even essence has uh tips on dating and you know, things that you're supposed to do to become compatible, but that goes all out the window when we're talking about um, dating someone who 
is a survivor of abuse. And that has experienced trauma, that right? Has yes, who has experienced trauma. And there, of course, there's different levels to it. But one of the things that has been coming up a lot is, um, you know, how supportive my husband is. And so Richard is extremely supportive of what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but in the beginning, I didn't want him to know that necessarily that I was a victim of domestic abuse. So Richard, do you mind sharing like what that was like for you uh, in the beginning phase? Did you know something was going on? Did you feel like she was hiding something? Or did you see like some red flags of like remnants? So, I mean, in the very beginning, it's just a regular relationship. You're trying to get to know one another. You're not gonna reveal too much about yourself, mm -hmm. particularly those intimate details. Um, so, you know, you get the general. You have children, you work here, you know, this, that. Um, your favorite colors, this, you know, this, this simple general information. It's not until you actually establish that you're in a relationship that you start having those conversations. Um, Laverne was very um, tight-pressed with releasing any type of information, but her actions, you could tell that something definitely happened just based on her actions and be a perfect uh, occurrence. So, yeah, Ooh, we, had talked, we had uh -oh, talked. Oh, you talked, nervous? <laughs> we had talked on the phone. She nervous. And she was like, um, <laughs> she had told me what she was doing for the day or whatever. And so, me and my guys met her at the place that she just surprisingly met her at. And so, she said she was going to the gym with her girlfriend to go work out. And so, um, I met her up at the gym. And she gave me this look like, what are you doing here? Like, how did you know I was, you know, and right. so I had to remind her, like, mm. hey, you told me that you was here. But the look that she gave me was like, no worries, this will never happen again. And I left, you know, and so. Yeah, that was, mm. that was. I, I what were you this, thinking in that moment? Like, why he here? I don't remember, like, I don't, I didn't remember telling him that that's where I was going to be. So right in my, in the mind at that moment, I was like, did he follow me? here i'm like girl i'm telling you we was we were at the gym fake working out me and my girl <laughs> he was caught for one we were walking out you were oh, walking yeah. in mm -hmm. and so we had fake worked out at the, <laughs> and we was coming out trying to look all cute and stuff and um because i was still single right i must have not been that girlfriend no no th this my home girl <laughs> who fat yeah so um she so we were coming out and i saw him and i just was like oh my god why you here and i didn't realize my facial expressions yeah the looks were that prompt it was, it was it was the look that she gave me it was like the epitome of fear mm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i was like I left. I was like, and I told her, like, you know, I, I reminded her that you did tell me that you was going to be here. I was just there to surprise her. Okay. You know, but I left immediately. And we talked about it later. You know, it's like, I apologized because that was definitely not my intention. Of course, that was not my intention to, hmm. to scare the hell out of you. Um, but I knew then that this was much more than just her going through an abusive relationship. And over the years, there have been other things, but I've never done that ever again. Mm. I mean, we've been married for 15 years, been together 20, and I, I'm not just gonna roll up on you. Right, because it, 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 and it, and that was one of the things that I didn't realize was even a trigger by having someone 
approach me unannounced. So spontaneousness is a no-go. That was a no-go. Okay. And even to this day, there's some things I just don't like to be surprised surprised that way because, uh, or in general, I don't really like surprises because I have a controlling I don't know, a controlling personality. Is that only with Richard? What if it was someone else like myself? Because I'm very spontaneous and I like to surprise people. And if, but it's different. um, Well, I guess I should say the type of surprise. When it's impact, if your surprise wouldn't necessarily affect my household. Got it. I don't like the surprises that that can possibly affect the household. Mm -hmm. So I'm unsettling with those. And I think that that's, that goes back to the abusive relationship in regards to not ever really knowing what was going to happen because mm. I didn't have control over anything in that relationship. So, you know, I didn't have control over the money, the bills, um, if the phone was going to get cut off, the lights was going to be turned off, mm-hmm. you know, that was just one of those things where I just had no control over it. So, and it was always a surprise. And so, yeah, I think that kind of, played a, a, a big part in that. I mean, the trauma overall is, is super impactful with her because, like, she locks all the... Like, we live in a, a very quiet subdivision in a nice area, mm-hmm. but you would swear that we was in a hood because she locks everything tight. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't lock your doors, but if I run to the store and I'll be back in, you know, five, ten minutes, you don't need to be deadbolt enough to lock, you know, the deadbolt in the house. But she'll deadbolt, she'll lock the house up as if I'm not coming back at all, you know. And so I've even asked her, like, you know, have you ever, has your house ever been broken into? Have you ever experienced anything like that? She's like, no. Was this was this within the couple years or after you were married? Within the seven years of being now. Like, she right. locks everything up still to this day. So yeah. when I come over and the door is open, like, what's that about? Is it because you expect you it? Yeah. Okay. We knew you were coming. And, yeah, and, be, well, we did get robbed, uh, but it was just in the garage. Remember, um, they opened up the garage. You weren't living with me. I was living by myself. And the garage. Was that in the same house? It was an attached, no, it was an attached garage. And they came in the garage and, and robbed the car. They didn't come in, but... The door was unlocked to the house, so if they actually had a, um, mm-hmm. they actually had turned the knob, they would have gotten the house. But I don't know that that's it. I just feel like I don't care where we are. I just feel like people are crazy, and I just don't want nobody rolling up on me. You don't think that that has any type of attachment to uh, the past As- trauma? Absolutely. That you've I'm sure there's there's some connection to that. I'm sure there's some connection to that. But I worked through it. And so when things seem normal to me, it's not until Richard says something that I'm like, okay, I didn't think it was a problem to lock the doors, but to be obsessive with that. Like, like even when he gets out the car. To get gas. I lock the doors. I've experienced that. She's locked me out a couple times. Too. <laughs> and the, but the funny thing is she doesn't pay attention. She don't. It's just like automatic. Right. She locks right, the because... door, but then I'm trying to get back in the car. But that's why. But that's why I do it. So she's worried about herself and nobody else. (laughs) So you're gonna leave it out there. I'm safe in this car. Y'all better figure it out, or you better yell to get my attention. So there's a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) It's over for you, Richard. Yeah, he ass out. It's over for him. So, So, 
but yeah, it, it, those are some of the, the lighthearted triggers. There are some, more, some deeper ones that trigger in regards to some intimacy that, you know, we've learned over the years. And, um, but is, we've communicated those. Is there one that has lingered over um, a longer extended of time? You one, know, like a trigger that, you know, you two have like had to work through and Richard, you know, has to say, well, I you think know. probably the door locking thing. Like that, I still do. Now, when he goes out of town, my door locking game is retarded. <laughs> you know what I'm like? I'm like, everything is getting locked down. Like, for real, for real. But um, but I think it's, it's probably that I think I need to feel safe at all times. I just need to feel safe at all times. And I know how unsettling that is. It's very unsettling if I feel anxious like I'm not safe I get anxious and stuff like again it's that uncontrolled environment like mm-hmm. if I lock myself in somewhere I feel like I have some sense of control being in a relationship though um, with somebody who's experienced this level of trauma for for me as a man I have to want to be in that relationship mm-hmm. because there's a lot to unpackage there and, we, and, it's, and it's all unforeseen right. I don't know what her triggers are I don't the, know what my triggers are. The reality are. is she doesn't know what the triggers are. But in the, for us as men, there's so many women out here who have that trauma to some degree. It may not be, you know, it may be greater in some areas and, and less in some in other areas. But any woman or anybody who's experienced that level of trauma to go into a relationship, you know, there's a whole lot of barriers that you have to go over. So you really have to want it in order for it to work. You're speaking right. about the man, Talk correct? About, correct. Talking mm-hmm. about the man. So, I mean, you start talking about patience and all that stuff. All those things come into play because she has to work through those areas that she needs to work through, but she has to identify them first. Mm -hmm. You know, for years, um, you know, I've been trying, like me, I don't like arguing, so that helps. Mm -hmm. So that fight or flight mechanism doesn't necessarily come into play um, a whole lot. It's not that I never argue, but for the most part, I say what I got to say and I'm done and I'll let her have her way with whatever she got to say. He argue when he think he right. <laughs> Say that louder, Bert. He argues when he thinks he's right. First of all, but we're both Tauruses. Let's be clear. I may not always be right. Oh my God. But I'm never wrong. Oh always, man. She <laughs> always says that. Jesus. But but I mean, you know, the patience factor is, is huge. So, you know, for men who are or are in those relationships, you have to want it. You have to be willing to work with her. You have to have a degree of tolerance. Because some of the that some of those those triggers, you become you almost become a victim because now she goes to that fight or flight mode where she's fighting you. You haven't done anything, but she's fighting you to to feel like she's protecting herself. And so you know sometimes as men we just kind of have to like you know fall back a little bit, let her have her moment, and then come back to her later and say, hey, you know here's what's going on. You know if I said something that was out of pocket but let's have that conversation mm-hmm. right and, it, and you, but you can't be snapping out on me like this mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not your child i'm not your abuser i'm definitely not your abuser so that fight that you have in you i respect it but that fight needs to go to the right person do you think it ever took you a while to like recognize that richard wasn't the abuser like he's not well, the I, one that's attacking you well it, you know what's funny is that that's not the thought you have in your mind when you're in the moment of arguing over whatever you're arguing over mm-hmm. it's 
it's not until it's over that you have to evaluate what you did and said to say, yeah, that definitely is wasn't necessarily warranted towards him. But this is an abuser. internal thing that yeah, I'm working Yeah, so through. it is. He he calls it the flight or fight or fight or flight, and and I I just always can look at it as I'm I'm preserving me almost, mm-hmm. you know, and you know the one thing. I think why it took longer for me to get it is because Richard never pushed me to tell him my story. Do you think, let's now let's sit in that for a minute. Do you think that that's really important? Like a person should have a time when they should share and then it's also about comfort level. Richard? For me, it wasn't so, I didn't necessarily need to know all the details. Mm-hmm. For me, it was more important for her to get it out of her. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've been trying to encourage her for years to write a book or to do something. That's like, you need to do something to take it out of you because it's slowing you down. And she, she was always rebelling. Like, you know, if I talk about it, that's giving it energy. You right. know, she wasn't trying to give it the energy. And that's like, and so I'm coming from the vantage point of, you know, all this, the stuff that she told me, the little bit that she has shared with me over the years, and I do mean a little bit because when she wrote the book, I'm, I was reading the book and finding out stuff just like everybody else was. Mm. This was new stuff to me as well. Um, so as she's, so I'm trying to encourage her to get it out of you because whatever you went through, others have gone through it. Share your story. Mm-hmm. I'm all about advocacy. Um, and you know whatever your situation is, you take it and use to advocate for others. So you don't necessarily need it anymore, but there's going to be others who need it. She wasn't there yet. When she got to that place, it was phenomenal. And when she got to that place, she, she has yet to allow herself to come out of it. So this is like, so the Laverne today mm-hmm. is, is really a microcosm of me asking for years to get it out of it. And that's what she's doing now. So my support that she keeps on giving me credit for, I don't need the credit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm there. I want yeah. this. I want her. So, you know, my biggest thing is just get it out of me. Because once you get it out of you could be a whole woman, you could be a you could be a whole wife. I can get I can get all of you now, mm-hmm. you know, and that past is in your past. But you know, for all these years, I haven't had all of my wife. Mm. I've had a, I have I've had a, maybe a majority of her, but I definitely haven't had all of her. Mm. Right. Wow. And, and I and I and I I agree, and that's why I say I think it took longer because I did not let it out and. And I did, I felt cold wholeheartedly that if I spoke it, then it was giving it life. Mm-hmm. It was gonna take me back to that trauma. I didn't wanna feel those emotions. And and mostly, um, I didn't want him to know that I was that weak. Richard. Yes. Okay. I didn't know I didn't want Richard to know that I was that weak of a woman that that was really going to be putting me in a vulnerable place. But we we talked about, or did we talk about vulnerability and how powerful vulnerability you is? You have to be, vul- you have have to to be, be vulnerable mm-hmm. to heal. That's right. It's not going to happen if you don't. It's just not. Transparency meets is, is healing. That's, That's what right. we always say yep. here at Exposed. And that, and that rings so true because there's only so much of you that you can be without 
just even being honest with yourself. So, that's right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even honest with myself. I kept telling myself I'm good. You know, I got a good job. The kids are good. You know, we going through our regular stuff. I'm married, you know, school. I'm graduated. I'm thinking life is, is mm-hmm. good, right? And why dredge all that stuff out? But this, I've never been this free. I've never been this truly this free until I was able to, one, express it to my husband, and then two, you know, express it to my kids. Mm. You know, how was that received by the kids? Because I think you did that. Was it earlier this year or was it last year, right? Yeah. So the well, it was before the book came out. My book, uh, Overcoming the Darkness, Surviving Domestic Abuse. Before that came out, I talked to the kids. I wanted them to understand where I was and, and the place I was in, and that my it was going to be my story and not their story, because mm-hmm. there's multiple stories in this in this experience. That's right. And that the experience was just going to be mine. And they were supportive, you know, they were they were supportive. Um, but it was, and they were supportive like Richard was supportive, but I didn't necessarily have to see them on a daily basis like I see Richard You're because they constant. were out of the house. Right. And so, but it was just, I just did not want to be, I was fighting that vulnerability. I was like, I ain't never going to be that close to anybody else because I felt like it, I was I, if I gave him that much of me I would be losing that much more of me hmm. there's so many more there's, that feel that yes, way so. yes. that's, but that's that's the trauma yep you know right. and so and so here it's funny because like I'm the exact opposite of her beauty like I'm physical but it's a it's a loving physical I'm, I come from a family we hug we kiss we express ourselves right you know we're still mouth kisses. I still kiss my mother in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I brought that same energy to this relationship, you know, where it wasn't as physical in the sense of, you know, expressing love physically, mm-hmm. you know, so over the years... I'm a kids, big old hugger now. Right, the, everybody the, everybody <laughs> getting Everybody one. getting it. Right, it's, getting it's funny it. because like now that energy, the kids have a certain expectation that they're supposed to get hugs and kisses when they come in and when they leave. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so it's, it's really, we've been able to take the trauma and now be able to put the trauma out there in a way that she needed to put it out there herself. Mm-hmm. So she's able to, so when she talks about not having control, she was able to control her release mm-hmm. of that trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and, but then find a different way to be able to communicate her love for herself, her love for her children, extended family or husband all these different things but the journey you know we're always a work in progress that's right yeah right and that's true so when do you think um when do you so you're single yes let's get all up in your kool-aid why Uh, (laughs) (laughs) my kool-aid is just red that's it (laughs) so anybody who dates you now Mm -hmm. will right off the bat know Yes. Because it, it's taken away your the control of you letting them know because we do a podcast. Right. Because you're an advocate. Mm-hmm. And so how does that make you feel? Like, do you feel like you're, did you, do you want that to be the first thing somebody knows about you dating? 
that's interesting you should say that because I mean like I feel like I have it's it's no choice at this point like a person will see me for who I am especially in the light of the advocacy work the community work the podcasting and they may ask to what degree was the abuse and then that's where I I feel it's about the comfort level of what I feel like sharing at that moment but I mean really it's just it is what it is at this point Um, it's funny because I attended this past weekend battle of the chefs I was trying to get you guys there it was a wonderful if you're a foodie you got to do it every year it's battle of the chefs Milwaukee chefs um, here come together and they just uh, they do get out in the kitchen and I ran into an old friend of mine's and he and I um, he's a mutual friend of my former spouse and he came to me to say well I there are some things that I know but I appreciate how you're going about you know sharing your experience and I've had a conversation with him and I just think it's awesome that you have not like you know you you weren't messy with it and so you know the messiness meaning you know like it's painting a horrible picture of someone but my truth is my truth and his truth is his you know so he is he meaning messy like oh this is him this is his name and this is what he do for a living you know telling all everybody and anybody who knows him into yeah into yeah, not being yeah. connection with him right. and, and whatever that looks like right. you guys but, have a child together you're still raising yeah we're, co-parent, we're co-parenting and it's, yeah. it's really healthy right now so and you know i respect this person as a human being let's just say that so um but going into a new relationship I just think it's really about how a person just receives you out the gate you know for who you are and I think for myself it's really about the comfort level and the and the connection that I have you know because I'm, I'm an open book I am pretty much you know like you ask me anything I'll share yeah because part of it was oh if you know that if you knew that I went through that does that give you permission to do it absolutely not it gives you it gives you permission to possibly get ghosted if you haven't listened to the last podcast (laughs) go to jail let me let me say uh richard has something to say my people (laughs) let me let me say this so you know for 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 all the ladies who are listening who have been traumatized first let me apologize to you and i and i want to just share this with you from a man from a male point of view when a man comes to you and he's stepping to you, he's stepping to you because he's drawn to you. He's drawn to your energy. He's, he's attracted to you physically. And so his intentions out the gate are to get to know you based on that attraction that he has for you. So even though you've gone through, you've experienced this trauma, please do not blanket every man that comes before you. Our agenda is, is I mean, we're simple creatures. Our agenda is we want to sleep with you. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, just, hey, that's just real. I mean, yeah. that's just real. Thank you for being but, real. But, getting, but as we get to know you, let us let, give us the opportunity to, uh, to allow us to get to know who you are. Um, so then that way, as we start to ask questions and answer questions, for the most part, you went through something that you shouldn't have gone through. And that experience doesn't necessarily have to define who you are unless you let it define who you are. 
but give these brothers a, a fair opportunity. Do not start, you know, saying, well, he's, cause I mean, I listen to your podcast, you know, there are going to be some things that you're going to look at as triggers right off the top. Mm-hmm. But similar to the situation when I, when I came to see her, when I popped up, assess the situation as an individual situation, not as a circumstance from the right. bigger trauma, mm-hmm. you know. But that's a work in progress. It's that, definitely that's, a work in progress. That's, that's a work in progress. Those are our little tidbits. And then there's a com- there's conversations right. to be had. And self-awareness mm-hmm. that you're even doing it. But that's you know? why that's why I'm saying it so that so that your your listeners can be aware because sometimes you're doing it and not realizing that you're doing it. Right. You know what I mean? So right. if you can start, you know, making yourself aware, we have a whole lot of sisters out here who are single. I have no idea why they're single. I mean, I got an idea why they're single. But they possibly, they probably shouldn't be single. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, me being with Laverne, I've learned a great deal about domestic abuse and violence, and and the, the numbers are just crazy. How many women have experienced some form of domestic abuse? So I get the reluctancy, I get you know the the, the, the fear, and and wanted to kind of preserve some of yourself before you go all in. I understand all of that, but in the same breath, how does a brother stand a chance? If you put this barrier up, and then once it gets over that barrier, you put another barrier up. You get past. I mean, you put so you can't continue to put barriers up, and then you get upset with him when he says, "I'm done." Like I said in the beginning of this, you know, a man has to want to be in a relationship with a woman who's gone through this type of trauma because there are so many barriers that it becomes exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, statistically, Laverne and I weren't supposed to make it for a variety of reasons. One, we were young and black. Two, I was coming out of a, a, a marriage situation. She was coming out of a relationship. I had four kids coming to the table. She had four kids coming to the table. We were just were not supposed to be, make it at all, right? Mm. But we wanted it. We still want it to this day. And so it's that it's that that desire to be together is why we're still together. But there were plenty of times where she could have left. And there's definitely plenty of times when I could have left. It works both ways. Neither one of us are coming to the table perfect and with right. clean hands. Right. And so, you know, as we go forward, these brothers are coming to these women, you know, and it's not easy stepping to y'all, you know? So it's, 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 so I get it. And he's, and, and he's absolutely correct. But from the survivor standpoint, it, we have to want to get past that as well. Mm-hmm. We want, we have to want to get past that trauma. We have to want, because there's things that has to happen. You know, for years you feel like you're gonna do, we can do this by ourselves, and we'll figure it out. But, but you need help. There's help. You need help. There's counseling. There's uh, things that you can read about. You cannot hold that in and think that you're gonna heal. It's just not gonna happen. I really think something that really worked for me, and when Richard said, um, we don't make it easy for you all, um, I think it's important for a woman that has endured and overcome abuse to take time to herself. Yes. To take time for herself and to recognize these new boundaries, these new expectations that you, for one, have to set for yourself. And then also um, regulate and incorporate into a new relationship should you decide to be in an intimate relationship with someone. 
So I only can speak for myself. I'm no expert on anyone else. I only know for myself. It was really imperative that I took time to myself to get to know me in this new space because I am not the woman that I was even a year ago. Right. You know, and so before I can allow a man into my space to allow him into this intimate, vulnerable, you know, pool of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we are complicated. We're already complicated. We're already complicated. We're already complicated. And then you, and throw, you, throw, on, some trauma in you throw some trauma on top and, of that shit. It's, it, it can just, get really it's interesting. Can be but I think communication is key to that relationship. And one thing that I right. love about you and Richard is that you guys, can, you're always in communication. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's heated, you're still communicating. And when you lose that, that's when things go awry. Right. And so, and there were times where we had stopped communicating and it was, and it was things that I was going through and transition as a woman that I was going through that we can't necessarily explain. Now, I don't know if that's just, you know, going into your forties and that happens to many women or is that trauma driven? But it still was relationship stuff. And so it was, you, you, you just have to figure out what's the best for you and your relationship. And so this is some of the, just some of the things that worked for us in our relationship mm-hmm. and how I handled it and the mistakes I made. I want to say you all are like a great example. Yeah, because there was some mistakes made. There were some things we did right, but it definitely was some, some mistakes made. Um, in regards on both parts, mm-hmm. but majority were mistakes made on my part because of how I wanted to deal, how I was dealing with my trauma. Mm-hmm. And so, so we say to women that are looking to be in a relationship, if you have experienced trauma, make sure that you are finding ways, resourceful ways to deal with it before you include a guy that has no knowledge. Right. And what if he's experienced trauma? Then, that's a whole nother that's podcast. A whole nother, that's, <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. Podcast, but yeah. that happens. Yes. But it happens all the time. But again, you just have to be try to be as aware, aware. of it, mm-hmm. as self-aware of it as possible. Don't and and this isn't a a, a pass to say we're gonna accept foolishness. Right. We because t- we, we done went through something. We said set we're boundaries not, and expectations. Yes, we're mm-hmm. not accepting foolishness and, 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 and allowing somebody to gaslight us because we've gone through um, a relationship and making it seem like everything is our fault. And we're so we sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that can we, be turned a different way as right, well, too. Right. We, that's not what we not going to do that. You right. know what I'm saying? So, so. No, let's not, wait, wait, wait. Before we go too far into that, let's not act like that's not a part of it, though. I mean, part of part of your the recovery of trauma is getting that confidence, that awareness to be confident. Right. I agree so, with that. Like mm-hmm. how many how many times like I would be put. I felt like I was being investigated constantly. Mm. You know, and it's like I'm not doing anything, but I'm being investigated as if. Are I you am. trying to think, Burn? You when know? you so y'all should see your face. I'm, I'm, so part of part of that part of that is, I think it is the trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, because and it's we. Trust. Well, it, it, it's, it's warranted. It's a trust thing, and so it's it's warranted to an extent. But at what point? 
do you are you able to ha- allow somebody to try to talk you off the ledge? Because it sounds like once you try to talk you off the ledge, then you nobody's pointing blame. And if somebody has to point blame, it has to be pointed at the abuser. But that is a part of the recovery of the traumas that that security. You have to be secure in who you well, are, and, and not in who you are. Well, that's part of the process too. That's part of the process of of saying. That if you can, if I if if I were to continue to accuse or look side eye on certain things and stuff in the beginning, once I continue to not find anything, mm-hmm. then I'll you stop. But getting through that past and that's not just trauma. That that's bad relationship. Like if you had someone that you dated and he cheated on you all the time, then the next guy is gonna get. He's going to get it. He's going to get that that insecurity and that questioning and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And that's, unfortunately, that's not fair to the guy. It's absolutely that, not those fair are, to the Those guy. are some insecurities you where, need to work out within yourself. Right. And, 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 and that therapy actually told us that. And so, if <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be real, real. Real, like, real, real, real. Up in here. But, um, get some therapy. But yes, that that is, again, that goes back to Richard's point, is that you have to want to be in with it. that person and in it to be able to go through that with that person. The intent is not to make your partner feel, feel. bad mm-hmm. or feel some type of way. It's just trying to get that feeling that of insecurity off of me. And like Richard said, the awareness. Right. You know, we want right. to make sure that we're paying attention to it and now we're working through it. How do you need to process this? How can we process it together? And then how can we continue to move forward? Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. So Oh, oh man. God. Well, you know we're going to have more conversations. We're definitely going to have to Richard, have more. thank you. You coming back? Uh, yes, sir. He'll be back. <laughs> oh, my God, he'll be back. Um, but thank you for taking exposed virginity as the... <laughs> <laughs> as the first man as the first man yeah on exposed to, to bless us so yeah yeah to bless us thanks babe we really appreciate your insight your intellect you're just a great guy i've shared this with laverne all the time that i always anything that we're thinking about laverne you run that by richard right can you ask richard we need a male's yeah, perspective. perspective and so i really appreciate sometimes it. it's like no no. But I still want to hear it, right. though. Right. <laughs> I still right. want to hear it. Right, he's like, nah, that ain't going to work. But, yeah. But, yeah. All right, babe. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for the compliment. I will be sure to share that with my parents. What? Share what? That I'm a good guy. Yeah. Oh. Laverne. <laughs> well, you're, not, well, you're not listening? Stay, stay connected, Laverne. <laughs> Get yes, there. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I told y'all he had me shook. Mm. I'm sitting next to him, but... Alright girl. Well that's right. Well I'm Natalie Hayden. And I'm Laverne Badger. And this is Exposed to Podcast and we are signing off. Signing off. See you next week. Have a great day.